Welcome to Season 1, Episode 14 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a fifth season about on par to David's intros. Today, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 14 of Fringe, Ability. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hey, I'm David. Nick, I didn't realize you loved my intro so much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you can take those either way. I didn't realize you loved Season 5 so much. Yeah, who would have guessed, right? Uh. <laughs> I still have not seen past season two, so I have no opinion. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. I can't wait to meet past season one. Yeah, I haven't even seen season two yet. I uh, I can't wait so much. I can't wait for David to like absolutely hate season three and or something random (laughs) like that. And then we get to season five and he's like, the fuck, guys, this season's great. That would be very on point for David. It really would. Would it be? I feel like the three of us have pretty similar tastes. Yeah, but you like trash reality TV and I literally can't watch it. Yeah, yeah, but that's a diff. That's different. I enjoy trash reality TV. Like I enjoy junk food all the time. Yeah, yeah a lot <laughs> all the time. Hiding in every crevice of your house. Exactly. In a shame <laughs> cupboard. But then on the things we both enjoy, or the three of us, on the things that we all three of us enjoy, we pretty much enjoy it the same way or at the same level. Interestingly, hey. though, the only time I can watch those trash reality TV shows is when you're in the room because we'll make fun of it together can't do that with the people i live with they're all very strict on the no talking during tv shows <laughs> or like movies rules which is terrible for charlie and i because really we will just talk the entire time there's the final spoilers for logan um if you haven't so, seen it like three years later nick we're doing a review show of fringe where i haven't seen anything past yeah. season one you can't hold that against people <laughs> listen david we we can try and keep you in the dark as long as possible but <laughs> Anyway, so spoilers for Logan, but there's a final scene where there's a very sort of emotional uh, death scene, uh, and uh, X, the uh, mutant who may or may not be the X-29, I think? X-23. Or X-23? I always forget the number. 27. But... Pick a number in the 20. <laughs> the X-23 uh, child mutant is going to like, the character, and is like, it's Logan. Logan's dying. And is going to Logan, <laughs> and is like... Spoilers, like... let me vague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just spoilers. And he's dying, and then she like does like a final like whisper she calls him like daddy which is like supposed to be like a really sweet moment but exactly when that happened i leaned over to charlie who was sat next to me and his girlfriend was sat the seat over and i just leaned next to charlie and went that's not the first time someone's called him daddy (laughs) so my girlfriend is like oh my god this is a very emotional moment and david and i are struggling to contain our laughter in this packed theater in this super emotional sad moment i think it was opening day as well (laughs) oh boy wait did you guys did you guys see that opening day because i definitely i did see that opening day i remember having to console my now ex at the time um immediately (laughs) following that movie oh boy that movie was rough hey should have saw it with us that was a very funny moment (laughs) she would have actually killed you uh Uh, no, uh, Charlie and I are real bad about that. So, we're so, very yeah, bad. We have to warn people. Yeah, whenever we go to movies with people, we're like, by the way, Charlie and I talk the entire time. <laughs> we try to do it quietly. Yeah. No, uh, I uh, actually, we'll, we'll have to discuss afterwards. I've, I've found, a, I've heard of another bad movie that we should watch, supposedly, just because it was really bad while talking with other people today. But uh, supposedly 2012 was a terrible movie. Oh, yes, Uh, it was. It was trash garbage. Yes. Yes, but was it terrible enough to be funny or was it just bad? Because that's always the balance you need with those movies. So what I heard was it was terrible enough to be funny. Charlie, what's your opinion? Um, Oh, God, it's so long ago. The acting is probably like 
borderline campiness, mm-hmm. but it's it's somewhere in between. Like it's just below the happening. Like the oh, happening okay, is hilarious okay. to watch. Yeah, the happening like a modern day comedy masterpiece that was disguised <laughs> as a drama and a thriller, and everyone misread the tone. But it's it's several like it's it's below that where you can still have fun, but most of the fun from watching that comes from what the fuck is happening? Why are okay. they flying a plane down like crumbling L.A.? That's not how planes work. You can't take off if the road falls underneath you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you just fall. All right. All right. Um. Anyways, what has everyone been up to since oh, the last boy. time we recorded? Let's add another like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, we got to do the recap and of our lives <laughs> previously on Four Seasons and a Funeral. <laughs> Too much Civ Six. Yeah, I've played a grand total of like thirty minutes with you guys in that game. I have nineteen hours. Jesus Christ, yeah. dude! Charlie and I tried to play uh, Divinity Two on Sunday, like we usually do every week, um, and it just wasn't cooperating for some reason. So instead, we played Civ for like six hours. <laughs> We were like, hey, we're halfway through this game, about to, oh my god, it's five o'clock. <laughs> it was a really long time. Oh, no. It was fun, though. Hey, at least you guys still got in your D&D for the week, then. No, we didn't play Divinity. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah. It's basically then, D&D. And then instead of playing, no, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking I really, about? I was really hoping you weren't going to call me out. This is just going to be the hot take we all agree up, agreed on. No. And D&D was supposed to be yesterday or two, on Tuesday, and that fell through because of scheduling and stuff. And instead we played uh, we played that one shot. Uh, the Witch is the Dead. Witch is dead. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Charlie, you, you missed out on what turned out to be a bonkers, absolutely bonkers one shot. I, I made a cat gang. It was great. Char- yeah, Nick was a cat, so he walked into town and then uh, managed to convince the other cats to join him. And I, he didn't roll high enough for them to join him outright. So I told him, hey, so the cats say that when you need help, just shout out the word Jellicle and they will come and help you. <laughs> it was great. Also, fuck you. I rolled a nat 10 on that. I don't know how I could have actually convinced them better. Alright, before this turns into a D&D podcast, yes. the TV guide. Alright, back, you know, we've we've talked enough about what we've done recently. I also shaved my beard, that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> this is also a good episode, I want to get to it. This is yes. a good episode? We're finally all on the good episodes. But, um, anyways, TV guide for this episode. While the division is flummoxed by a mysterious toxin that is killing people by making their facial features disappear, German authorities want to know all about Olivia's contact with escaped convict David Robert Jones, who has relocated to the U.S. Do, okay. Do, so when do you the German hear... authorities want to know? I, I really love. I really love how they put who has relocated to the U.S. as if he like moved. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He, he did move, move technically, but it does sound like he like got a visa. Or over. he was transferred from science prison to science yeah, prison. Like US. it sounds totally legit how he did also, it. Instead of when when you facial features disappear, I think of like oh their like cheeks fill out or they they lose like distinguishing facial features. Like oh that scar went away. That's not what uh, happens. I I think so. When I read this, what I think of is: Have you guys ever played the like or seen gameplay of Metopia? No. Yes. Miitopia is the weird Nintendo like me social game, right? Yes, where the 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 the, the big bad guy um steals faces off of me's. Yeah. And the the me's are just it, it's just, you know, a circle. Like it's just imagine a me with no feature facial facial features. 
and that's what I assumed this was going to be when I read that. Then I was like, no, I remember what this used to be. Ooh. Oh, Miitopia is the fantasy one. Yeah, it's right. the RPG. It's the RPG. It's the Street Pass game, but as an actual game. Yes. <laughs> right. Hey, listener, if there are any, uh, if, if you like, if we ever get to 100 followers on Twitter, we'll do a let's play of that game. Oh, God. I make that promise now. And it's on 3ds i don't know how we would record it Good also never hit that follower count also if you're really interested in the game utopia if you submit your me to us in some way <laughs> shape or form we'll put it in the game because you can do that how? that's what you do in the game you add I your know, own mies into it how are we gonna do that david you're gonna painstakingly recreate all the mies that you get as tweets yeah, that's that's how this is gonna have to happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. First twenty people to tweet us their me's get their me placed in our eventual Metopia let's play. Excellent. That's what I like uh, to hear. Relatives of any hosts of the show are disqualified. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough. You do not want any of my uh, any of my family making these me's. We would include the me's of the people sent to us, and then also we'll create me's for the fringe cast. Ooh, oh, I like that's it. That's actually fun. There we go. All right. Wait, yeah, no, that TV guide really underplays the, the horror of this show. Yeah. Oh, this my episode. God. This was another Nightmare Fuel, like, fringe episode. Oh, it's great. So oh. let's uh, let's dive into it. So uh, we start off at our favorite place, Science Prison. Um, Science Prison. They just discovered that David Robert Jones has disappeared, which the timeline for this is a little bit confusing. Um because we're given like a little flashback to mm-hmm. Jones, um, you know, killing his his lawyer, um, and still a, an excellent neck snap, just so good. <laughs> um, like a ten out of ten. Man was practicing casually, that for hours, casually um, stripping him, getting dressed, standing in a corner, <laughs> awaiting teleportation, and then you know, the standard best, things. And then the best look as he arrives in in the U.S. Oh my god, just it's, dead on jimming the camera. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, but so we get we do that, um, and, but we get immediately, I guess immediately following that, where um, they're like, we don't know how he escaped, but he's gone. Yeah, and, and then just <laughs> two weeks later. And I'm like, I'm so confused, because is it two weeks later, or is it like immediately following? Because they knew his lawyer went there, and his lawyer wouldn't have signed out, so they just like, his lawyer's chilling with him for two weeks now? No, 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 no. He teleported out, and they're like, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and then, then like two sh- weeks from that point okay. of them this knowing he's sense. disappeared. Yeah. Do you think, I think they, it was like two weeks, and they're like, oh my god, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Nick! I think I thought that would have been great. <laughs> I think what it is, is probably the German like authority didn't alert like the FBI or the Americans until two weeks two weeks later as well. Because it's a little embarrassing that a terrorist escaped from <laughs> your science prison. Literally your also, science prison. Also, why would... Why would they alert the U.S., though? Because Olivia was the last person to have contact with him. I know, but that doesn't mean that he's going to the U.S. I know, but that's why they waited two weeks of investigation and they went, fuck, we don't know what to do. Let's ask that person. But you still tell Interpol. Like, you tell your, like, inter-country agencies and they get the word out. And also, you imagine that the U.S., like, they'd be like, hey, by the way, David Robert Jones kidnapped Olivia. Then the German government hears wind of this and goes, the fuck was he doing? Well, I David think, Robert again, Jones didn't kidnap Olivia. They don't know that fair. for sure. Yeah, they don't know Sam that connection. Paris is yet. like, you're fucking crazy because you're a woman. 
yeah yeah we do have also that. again even even if they told their international like uh, there's gonna be a delay between them doing their own investigation to see if they can catch him versus them telling the world that hey a guy escaped our maximum security prison yes yeah and then the u.s is gonna be like we can't understand you. you're speaking german American. <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> we won the war you speak english <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we won both wars you speak english <laughs> Oh, jeez. But but anyways, the German authorities have eventually decided, hey, we should probably question the last agent to be questioning our escaped prisoner. Mm -hmm. Um, And they uh, decide they're, you know, they're going to talk to Olivia and be like, hey, um, anything in particular about this guy? Because he really only wanted to talk to you. Uh, And um, Olivia, you know, kind of talks about that, goes and is in the bishop lab and tells them, hey, they've started investigating me for this. Mm hmm. Um, we also get a great shot of Gene here. Oh yeah, Fucking I don't know if we've introduced Gene. Uh, we definitely talked about Gene in the first episode. Yes, Charlie. If you, you if you Jean, forget you by now, it. yes. If you've forgotten by now, Gene's a cow. No, this is actually Gene Simmons. <laughs> yes, and they're milking in a Gene cow Simmons. suit. In a cow suit, it's his king. <laughs> no, oh, Walter's, no. <laughs> Walter's making like a mold of her udders. I think. Yes. No, they're just milking her. I thought here, or no, they're he's putting on. Yeah, he's putting on plastic. Yeah, you're yeah right. no, yeah. he's making a mold of her udders for no good reason. There's yeah. definitely a good reason, but we don't actually learn about it here. This is a separate fringe incident they're investigating. <laughs> yeah, Rakai's cow udders. It's fine. Cassis yeah. is them though. And um, then Walter's like, "Oh, I was working on like my teleportation thing, but yeah, even if you did use it to survive, you'd have to spend like two weeks in a decompression tank." And even if you did, you might not want to have survived that. So ominous. Fucked up and side I effects. D- I do really like his name for it, which is the Disray. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from de- de- or disintegration and reconstruction. Exactly. It's, it's a great name. <laughs> and then, wouldn't you know it, uh, David Robert Jones comes out of a decompression tank. Yes. <laughs> Who would have guessed he knew exactly what to do after being disrayed? But it looks like he's jonesing for something because his hand's a little bit twitchy. Yeah. Spooky side <laughs> effects. Spooky. And then we get to the horror of this episode. Oh yes. my god. We, we, get a, we get a quick shot of Jones there basically being like, hey, I know we've had sacrifices. Thank you for, you know, breaking me out of prison, everyone. I'm here now. I'm going to do some random shit. Yep. Let's move on to the next step. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do introduced. like, I do like, by the way, this sort of explanation that he spent so long in that chamber as a reason for why, like, he has, like, why these episodes are far apart, essentially. Yeah, why he yes. had those filler bunch in between. Yeah, why we had this. transformation and why we had, like, uh, no-brainer and such in between the last two David Robert Jones episodes. Just like, yeah, he was stuck in a decompression tank. What, what can you do? <laughs> Man, it's almost like he had to go through, like, a quarantine thing for two weeks. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would know what that's like yeah but then we (laughs) too real uh but But anyways we're introduced to our uh horror of the episode here yeah Mm -hmm. a guy goes to a newspaper stand and pays for a paper while wearing a plastic glove and pays for it with a two dollar bill and the guy running the stand's like ah two dollar bill and he's a very happy man and you like him instantly and then uh he touches the $2 bill, puts it down, talks to someone else, and he's like, ah, what's all this gunk around my eyes? And he looks in the mirror, and his skin is over his eyes. Well, because remember, <laughs> anytime we're introduced to a character and we start to like them, it's because they were destined to die. It is an important <laughs> thing to remember. 
and then everyone's freaking out and he can't like clear that it keeps growing and that it seals up his nose and his mouth and his ears this is my worst nightmare well yeah especially because it's like he's still struggling on the ground like you can tell oh no he's gonna oh, yeah. suffocate yeah like, yeah the worst, that's the worst part is that he doesn't die from skin growing he dies from suffocation as well it's just ugh. yeah yeah that's that's one of those times where you're like hey man open carry laws help us out here <laughs> please just shoot him <laughs> just shoot him <laughs> But and uh, yeah. <laughs> so, suffering. It's so it's so it's, oh, like it. it's terrifying. And it gets worse throughout the episode. Yes. Yep. We'll we'll get they, to that one in a little bit. They do make they it worse. Take though. This to like it's logically extreme and I hate it. Yep. We'll get there though. Um so uh we'll 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 cut away from that, uh from our from our great moment there. Um which surprisingly isn't actually where the intro is, by the way. We we actually get the intro before this. The intro is um, like after the flashback, right? Yeah. It's Which is technically still after some fringe because it's after the teleportation. Yes, I know, but, but it's, it's a flashback part. It's, it's not it's the fringe in that it's yeah, it's not material exactly. Yeah. But so that that was a little bit confusing. But um, we move on to the next to our next scene. Um, Francis is talking with Broyles and it's like, hey, um, remember that lawyer? Because all of a sudden we're back on the David Robert Jones stuff. Um, uh, we found this slush fund of his um, and was using it for like his client's behalf, like to like help out his clients. And Bros is like, I, I guess you should go, you know, to investigate that some more. Do do your thing, Charlie. Well, there's a great line as well where I think someone, I think Charlie Fricks brings up the idea that he has a mistress that, yes. that, that that slush fund is for. And then Bros is kind of like, investigate it anyways. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, I want to know. Maybe it might not be for the person he's fucking. Or if he it was is, a lawyer I gotta, for know, a I gotta meet this person. He was a lawyer for a bioterror. Maybe we should double check this. <laughs> Does give a little bit of questions towards what you know Charlie's doing, but it's fine. Um, we then Charlie's, Charlie's busy checking for identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> For does every David, single person that comes up. Does oh, David Robert Jones have an identical twin? Does that lawyer have an identical twin? Does this newspaper agent who died have an identical twin? Newspaper agent? What are you talking about? The newspaper seller. Yes. You don't yeah. call them an agent. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, I wouldn't. That's totally a term. That's totally a term, dude. Uh, I, I, I disagree with it. Okay, Google break. Newspaper agent. While David's doing that, we're going to move on to our next scene anyways. Uh, so we, we now get Olivia. Oh, because Google, she's... stop. Google, stop. Nope, Google's Google, not going to stop. You're going to okay, have to Google. cut that out later. Um, anyways, well... Uh, I believe they're more, commonly termed, they're more commonly termed as news agents. I will accept newspaper agents. Shit. Um, fuck you I guys. like how it's Nick fine. is so like, no, this is wrong. <laughs> It's so wrong. Fuck you guys. To be guys. fair, I'm usually pretty wrong about these kind of things. Yeah, David's wording makes me upset a lot of the time, so I kind of got to fight it, Charlie, and I'm sad you didn't back me up on this one, just to fuck with him. No. David needs hey. a win every now and then. <laughs> Alright, anyway, continue. So, uh, Olivia has, at the behest of the, you know, the fact that she's getting interviewed by all these German people now, um, is now talking with Mitchell Loeb, the only connection that we really have to David Robert Jones, mm -hmm. um, and uses the classic technique of, hey, uh, guess where you're going to be, uh, guess where you're going, where you're being transferred to for prison. Um, oh boy, it's going to hurt you. Uh, yeah. 
Loeb does have a fair remark as well, where he mentions that he doesn't really want to work with her because you know she killed his wife, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. and then bragged about it just right to his face. Oh, you killed my wife. Yeah, it was a really good shot, too, bitch. Yeah, like look at the look at that accuracy. You're supposed to carry I, a you're photo of it in the center of mass. I just went flashy. <laughs> I, I look. I, I carry I'm, a photo of it in my wallet just to look at it every now and then. Oh my god. <laughs> I am going to point out, I recognized him this time. I hey. knew who Loeb was. Hey, he wasn't just some random white dude that was in, in I, prison. <laughs> it, it, it was helped by the fact that when he showed up, Olivia literally said, Ah, Mitchell Loeb. Yeah, oh. <laughs> oh, David. I'm going to have to randomly start sending name. you photos of like white dudes, and I'll put Mitchell Loeb in there every once in a while, and just be like, spot the Loeb. <laughs> Nick, don't you remember we had that conversation once where we were trying to recall, or we were talking about people we had only spoken to like in first year of university? Oh, and right. I was telling you how I literally had no recollection of what any of the like people in my group for first year design like their faces looked like, and I spent like four months with them working on and, a project and, and in, i literally have zero recollection of what they look like and in contrast Jesus. i can remember each of them by name uh, and name I, all four members of my first year design group despite the fact that i've only really seen one or two of them since then hey nick picture I, their faces no <laughs> create a mental <laughs> image of... <laughs> yeah but it's still better than david right now <laughs> yeah i don't even have their names i have literally nothing i don't know their personalities i don't remember what they did i don't David, it's okay. It's okay. Four concussions. You're <laughs> off the hook for this. Four concussions. Anyways, yeah. uh, back to the episode. Tangents, guys. Tangents. Uh, <laughs> so um, Loeb is essentially being very dismissive and is like, I don't care where you send me. I don't really want to work with you. Um, and just is like, doesn't matter if you find Jones. He's just a part of the army. Um, and what, will, what was written will come to pass. Um, and nothing that Olivier does can change that, which is strange because once again, they broke David Robert Jones out of prison and killed a lot of their members and went through some really freaky fringe to do it. Uh, but hey, um, I, I guess that's what he tells himself. Uh, was, my capture was for nothing. Um, and yeah, we then have the end of that scene as Olivia receives a phone call to come to the hospital. We've got this weird fringe event. I don't even like looking yeah. at the corpse. Oh god, it's it's quite the look. Yep, so they go to the hospital where the corpse of the news agent is. Yep. And uh, newsman, excuse you. <laughs> he's not a newsman because he's not personally writing or delivering news. A newsman would be one who's like on TV. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> so they start uh doing the natural thing and sort of investigating the body and they're doing the standard sort of talk about what could have possibly happened and Walter checks Walter, the asshole well Walter remarks that hey oh wow that skin grew over all the orifices have you checked the penis or the asshole yeah. <laughs> or the rectum anus excuse you that was the, that that was the term oh, okay. used yep. <laughs> and then but, uh, Olivia's just like this has to be David Robert Jones and I'm like but does why it? now <laughs> what does about the last two cases <laughs> Because we know from we know from uh, Walter that it's been two weeks, therefore he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm it getting is questioned a bit of a leap him. of logic. I'm getting questioned about his his escape. This has to be him. <laughs> he knows. And then Olivia goes off on the what was written is like, huh? ZFT must mean must be like Bible. And again, fairly big leap in logic. 
but it does pay off because she's already talked to the German authorities because, you know, they're already questioning her. She might as well get something back. Um, and they found references to a document. Um, What's the name, German of the document? Sehr uh, strong Dutch Forschete der Technologie. I fucked that up so hard and I'm sorry to any German listeners. I cannot speak your language, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we shouldn't expect you to be able to anyways. That well, seems like a make bit of a difficulty. Me. Yeah. Bad German, Nick. Bad German. Bad German. Hey, at least I didn't, tr- like, try and, like, crazy over-enunciate things. <laughs> Sehr strong, das Vorstritt der Technologie. Exactly. I could have went that route, and now Charlie sounds worse than me. Uh, yes. But apparently this is the only uh, academic paper or something that has the ZFT uh, acronym that they could find. And it translates to uh, Destruction by Advancement of Technology. Unfortunately, they are unable to find any actual copies of this writing. Yep. Um, But, you know, because unfortunately, the only one that they had was uh, found, was just like randomly picked up with some other David Robert Jones stuff. Um, and uh, it burnt, so because they're bad at handling evidence. Uh, but it's cool because Peter knows a guy. Because Peter's, you know, Peter's got his connections. Peter's got a book guy. Yes, Peter has an everyone guy. I didn't yeah. realize Peter was Barney. Barney Simpson just had a guy for everyone. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what you do. Gotta have your guy for everyone. Yeah, so Peter ends up taking Olivia to a rare bookstore. And he very casually, like, there's doing an exchange, some random dudes do an exchange for a book, and the book guy's like, oh, in the condition, probably 40 bucks, and Peter does the very casual, like, flex of, I'm so knowledgeable, looking at the book, like, oh, it's worth at least double that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> in any condition. And, yeah. And essentially, they have a little conversation, they, he asks the bookkeeper to, hey, let me know if you can find this ZFT uh, manifesto or something. And uh, I think at this point they cut back to the FBI offices. Yep. Yeah. We well we we have an intermediate scene between there where okay. um, Walter and Astrid are uh, performing oh, some God. tests yeah. on our our dude. Oh um, yeah. They're, they're like all the orifice is closed up, so he's bloated because none of the gases that accompany death can escape. Yeah. We could it's... run some tests on these to see if he's infected with anything. Yeah. So they put an empty IV bag and some tubing and then cut a hole in his mouth and it fills up. And then they're like, oh my God, this smells so bad. This was a horrible idea. But it was also a great idea. I think the better scene that they could have done is have them forget about it. And then like a beached whale, just have him randomly explode. Oh, oh. I think that would have been more fun. I think I think they could have just had Walter at some point just be kind of like fucking around and accidentally stab him like just in the stomach and oh, just, accidentally yeah. he's just, he's got a needle because he's about to do something else and he's waving around and he pokes it and he's like oh no <laughs> listen if anyone's gonna accidentally stab someone it's Walter the uh, the ventilation in that laboratory must be great because they're in the basement as well oh yeah uh, yeah and then the next scene Charlie comes to us and is like. I've like I've did some legwork like, on the attorney stuff, and I there's a warehouse that he rented out that was just uh, turned on again. It's been off for two weeks, and as you're like, great detective work, Charlie. Another agent's like, hey, David Robert Jones is giving himself up in the front foyer. <laughs> 
Well, I also like to point out before before all of that goes down, we do get a moment with uh, Charlie talking with a younger agent. And it's strange because it's like this younger agent, it brings himself up and brings up a backstory about himself being like, hey, you know, I got these documents on on the lawyer. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Charlie's like, how'd you get these? These are like confidential. He's like, well, I had a, I had a, you know, I had a friend in this in this office. And he's like, oh, ho, ho. Like, this no, guy kind of she... pours out his life and charlie's yeah. like cool thanks dude yeah she she broke up with me it was really it was really gnarly i wasn't <laughs> over her so you know she said i felt like she owed me one like, oh unnecessary God. backstory which should be your first warning that this man is either going to be a main character a traitor or die <laughs> <laughs> like those are the three options yeah yeah and and then that's that's it for him for this for this episode it's like <laughs> what the fuck is where it? did he come from but uh yeah so that scene happens and then david uh robert jones turns himself in which is a great scene because it's just him at like the front desk of the fbi office and all of the officers <laughs> run down and with their guns out screaming at him and, and then... everyone lined up behind him gets down to the ground because you know fbi agent guns but david robert jones just kind of just turns around and looks at them and goes ah excellent and he has like a cane yeah that he's just very like, casually holding and i love then... like broils from the top of the stairs just yells jones yeah for no reason broils is like jones and you're like why he knows you're there he has guns pointed at him jones also knows who he is you don't need to remind him it's a really great goofy scene um but yeah they then they, they've got uh jones in a uh like in an interrogation room uh they're talking about how they found like only this key on him it's weird um but olivia wants to speak with jones uh but uh, uh sanford harris our favorite character uh is like no you don't get to do that um you know i'm your superior and goes on kind of a power trip and is like hey if you want to talk with jones you got to go investigate this warehouse first um uh, again to be fair Harris is being somewhat reasonable with his claim that you don't know for sure that the suffocation weird thing is connected to Robert Jones. Yes. yes. And we don't negotiate with terrorists, so we can't let you talk to him. Yeah, because yeah, Jones is like, I'll only speak to Olivia Dunham. You're not going to immediately throw him in a room with Dunham. Yeah, like, he's usually unreasonable, but in this case, I, there is some logic and reason to what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> so Olivia goes to the warehouse where he was and gets a call from peter's book guy who's like hey um i found the manuscript like zft's manifesto and it's like um he reads an expert that excerpt from it that's like the advances of science and technology will not if carefully controlled destroy the world as we know it and it's basically saying technology is going to bring about the end of the world and there's going to be a war which is all very you know depressing it is and yeah no echoes certain and then olivia finds a drawing of herself that jones is making well science prison and yes i guess he signed it she sees it ah oh, this is david robert jones yeah he signs it but he signs it saying olivia dunham on it yeah yeah it's all kinds of creepy it's yeah. all it's like oh dude really and then harris harris is like haha while she's gone i can go interrogate him and jones is basically like oh yeah i killed that newsstand guy and Harris is like, shit, she was right. I can't let her know. Oops. <laughs> and he's and like, he's oh, also... yeah, no, didn't want to have any more unnecessary deaths. Yeah. But we the entire making... time, Harris is like, I'm in control here. And Jones is like, I'm sure you are, big boy. Now, go get me these this list of items. 
I need this list of items and this watch. Hey, your watch would work. Yeah, give me your watch. That was great. (laughs) And it's like a Rolex. (laughs) It's so good because they do the whole thing and then, uh, well, yeah, they go to the warehouse and they come back from, like, the warehouse and they're very sad about the death of their Oh, no, that hasn't happened yet. Oh, that hasn't happened yet? No, No, I don't doubt. We get we get the scene of Jones being like, "Oh, I need a walkie-talkie, a pen, an eyeglass repair kit, and an analog watch." Ah, I see you have an analog watch. Give that to me. And Harris is like, "Uh, what?" And then we cut back to the warehouse where one unfortunate agent finds a two dollar bill and is like, "Ha!" Wait. And then he starts screaming. And yep, well, skin's not, growing over him. Not so, just any unfortunate. That's the agent who was talking to Charlie earlier. Yeah. No, I just realized. Oh no! Wait, he does come back into this. Yeah, and he dies horribly. Oh man, he pours out <laughs> his life story he, and then just dies. Which is why he had that one second scene with Charlie, so we feel <laughs> a little bit bad for his inevitable death. <laughs> and then, then we get the logical nightmare extreme of skin growing out of control, covering up every orifice. Olivia tries to do an emergency tracheotomy on him, and the skin grows over the trach tube. Yeah, and it Which... goes up and over it, and oh. So I gotta point out, his death is way worse, because not only do you start suffocating, then an incredibly uncomfortable pain of someone cutting into your windpipe while you're still conscious happens, and then you start breathing again for a second, and then you stop. You suffocate I twice. Assume, yeah. I assume he's already unconscious by that point. I don't know. He's no. not, he is. He's, he's not moving that much when they cut into him. If it was hurting him, uh, if you're, you don't know what's going on at this point. You've gone completely black. You can't see. You can't hear because your ears are covered. And now you suddenly can't breathe. And someone starts cutting in. You'd be freaking out more. I think he's already gone unconscious. This is <sighs> fair at that point like he would have been he was totally not moving and his breathing was already super shallow when they he did start breathing yeah so i think by that point he was already unconscious yeah that's fair we do get a great scene of olivia and charlie walking back into the fbi building and there's an agent waiting with like a paper bag of all the stuff and harris kind of glumly walks over depressed and takes his watch off and, and puts it, it into the bag <laughs> Which yeah. is so good. Dude, go find yourself a different analog watch. That one's probably expensive. Yeah. Or get get surely some other FBI agent lower rank than has a watch. You can say, give me a watch. But no, this is this is way better for everyone. Yeah. And then while David Robert Jones is obviously going through some stuff, like he's kind of hunched over, shaking. He seems kind of sick. He takes apart the walkie-talkie and basically makes uh, kind of a a scrambler like he stops all video and audio recording devices so that he can talk to olivia privately mm-hmm. and like, which was awesome <laughs> no one saw this coming no one it's just uh it's just him flexing really is what's yeah. going on it was great and he seems super sick and olivia's like do you want a doctor and he's like oh no doctor can help me i've been teleported so like <laughs> <laughs> which fair enough <laughs> yeah and he's like, oh, hey, you know all that uh, skin bring stuff? Yeah, I have a bunch of it in bomb that will detonate in 16 hours. It's just going to fuck up Austin. And yeah. Jones is like, you're going to defuse that bomb. And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> I don't think he specifically I'm... says that, though. He's well, he like, hey, if you want yet. to, go do these. Yeah. I have some demands. He's like, do yeah. this test. Well, take well, this no. key, go to amusement park, and use my key to open up a locker. You'll find what you need there. Yeah. So, obviously, they're like, well, this is a crazy man. He's just said he's threatening with this bomb. I guess we have to do what he's saying. So, they go to the amusement park, open up the locker, and they find a note and a bunch of random crap. 
And the note essentially is like, hey, I know this is a bunch of random crap that may seem like it's toys. It's actually a very, it's a very complicated test that I need you to do. Yes. Yeah. Though, um, like, but Walter we, is... we do get a really good scene in, right before that that I do want to bring attention to, okay. which is them talking about the uh, reading more excerpts from ZF, from like the ZFT Bible, essentially, um, is how we'll sort of refer to it, or at least how I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's as Olivia is staring at this lockbox, and you can kind of tell it's almost like a turning point for her. Oh, like she's learning yes. so much more, and it's, it's this a, is a really, really good scene. scene. Because it's Walter reading. Like it's mm-hmm. it's John Noble, uh, you know, giving this powerful, um, very you know, anti-science kind of terrorist um, narration of Olivia, and you can almost feel it as a turning point um, in a yeah. lot of ways in the season. Oh, I think we cross over the point where she's talking to Jones as well about why he needs her specifically, and she says that he w- or he says that she was a uh, test subject, right? No, that's. For- that's afterwards. That is afterwards. Is that afterwards? I thought that was before. No, this I thought is... that was during the conversation where he they, he tells her to retrieve the package. No, so Olivia is getting the box and Walter reads. You get that great voiceover and it's, I think, well, we should actually mention what the excerpt is because it's fairly important. And it's uh, basically according to ZFT, there's multiple universes and you can jump between them and uh, advanced universe because time isn't strictly synced up between them. So a universe whose time is running ahead of their own has already figured out how to jump between And that's what's causing all the events, the pattern. And ultimately, there's going to be a war between And it's very much an us versus them. Yeah, only one can survive. And then they unpack the box, and there's like uh, cards with symbols on them, like a square and a star and stuff like that. And a bunch of other seemingly like children's toys, side accessory kind of things. And they find instructions. You have to be test number one. And it's just a little wood box with lights in it. And Kroot is how the instructions refer to them. There's always the root, like they're soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you have to turn off all the lights without touching the board. So, Which... hey, we, we're getting into psychic powers. Yeah, we're, we're getting some weird things. That they're and trying then, to unlock something. Yeah. Olivia is obviously skeptical of all this, but gives it her best clown college try. And then as she gets like really into it and focusing, uh, her phone rings, fucking everything up. And Charlie's like, hey, someone rented uh, a white van in your name in Connecticut. And Olivia's like, well, fuck this. I got to go talk to Jones. And that's yeah. where he's like, oh, you didn't complete oh, the okay. test. That's cool. It's normally skeptical, but you were te- you were treated as a child with something called cortexafan, and he's like, "That's why I had a spinal tap done. And I needed to make sure it was still in your system." And if you hadn't escaped, and you know, you just played along as a good little prisoner with us, we would have explained this and more to you. God so damn it. really, it's your fault for escaping. <laughs> yes, we're not exactly. the bad guys. Listen, <laughs> we've just been trying our best to prepare you for this thing, and we understand that you're unwilling, and we're okay with that. We don't mind being the bad guys and kidnapping them until you realize that we're right. <laughs> this does also kind of answer some questions. Um, when I think she originally uh, confronts Logue, and he's like, you don't even know what side you're fighting on, and all that. Exactly. Like, he does, you don't know the two sides. Yeah. Um, and then Jones like passes out because he's having a seizure or something. Apparently teleport, like, assembling molecule, reassembling them. Apparently isn't healthy. 
It's an act against God, and therefore he is being punished. It's surprisingly bad for you. Um, And also, morality-wise, not super great. We can get into the Star Trek teleporter discussion another time. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, the continuation of consciousness uh, argument. Oh no, I have entirely different things that I don't like about it, but that's (laughs) Okay. I just hey, don't like the idea of being to, able to make if duplicates. If we ever get to a thousand followers on, look forward to that special episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just making promises this episode. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to hear, David. Because uh, I know we'll never hit it. <laughs> hey, them. hey, we had someone reach out to us. Thank you, um, random random uh, person on, on Reddit. Um, <laughs> there is like, apparently though, someone listening. Yes, this isn't a thank joke. You so thank much. you for thank you for talking. It makes it feel like this is worth it. Yes, um, that was we we did we did read your comments. Don't worry, David has not seen them. David's not I allowed not. to see them. Yeah, uh, not why Charlie are, and I have read your comments. We won't be discussing it in full length here. But no, um, you have some very very good points there. And when when and if we actually get to to season five, um, we can talk more about that detail. But, exactly, and um, we'll, we'll leave issue, you currently as unnamed because doxing people's not cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, our our issue with season five isn't that it isn't set up; it's the tone and kind of the feel of the season, at least for me. Um, but, but again, we'll, we'll get, get to there. that. We will get there when we get to season five. <laughs> Uh, but I still don't know what it's about. Just genuinely, thank you. Uh, and don't worry, Charlie is going to respond to you. Uh, oh, I already He's have. already drafting a response. No, he already did. Oh, he already responded? Nice. Yeah, especially by the time this episode goes out, I assume Charlie yeah, would but, have you know, it's, it's cool to know, hey, this is when this happened. Um, you know, that can be fun. <laughs> they should date, already date know this. all that because I tweet so randomly hey, when we record. That's what I like, like to hear, David. I can't wait for your tweet about Metopia now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll make that tweet right now. Excellent. You guys discuss the episode. We'll keep talking about the episode while David um, goes make goes some yeah. promises. Um, after... Um, jones is rushed away and walter goes to stabilize him uh olivia gets told hey guess who patented a cortexafan why it's massive dynamic because we haven't seen them in a couple episodes who would have guessed um, the general electric was behind all of this yeah and then olivia's like hey you're a con man why don't you rig the box to turn the lights off after a certain amount of time and then jones will buy it and he'll just tell me how to disarm he'll tell me where the bomb is and Peter's exactly. like, okay, cool, I dig it. And then, well, he's like, well, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's lights on a box. He's a genius. It's not that bad. That we know then, of. This could be a very special yeah. box. And then Olivia meets with Nina Sharp, and she's like, oh, Cortexafan? That was William Bell. And yeah. it and... was based off the theory that at a young age, your mind has no limits. And then as you get older, you reinforce the perception of reality and, like, physics and based on those and that protexafan stop barriers and making them real so stuff like telekinesis becomes possible and uh basically it's like yeah no we we did a we did one test um in ohio in 81 uh but we didn't get good results from it um and you know at this university in ohio um and Olivia's like cool couldn't have been me i was three and in jacksonville florida because my dad was stationed at an at a uh, at an army base there. Yeah, army or navy? Uh, army. I don't know. Some military. We'll, we'll base. get there. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Um. But anyways. Um. Peter has yeah. then rigged the light box. 
So we're good to go on that side. I would yeah. also like to point out, we do get that Nina's arm is, is acting up, which, ooh, that would be fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, she ty- she is typing on like this magic, glowing, like tablet super advanced tablet future thing, but her fingers are kind of acting weird, and Olivia comments, and Nina's like, oh, my hand's acting up. <laughs> which, ooh, that could be a it problem a- at point. <laughs> I, need to, I need to patch in a hotfix. The, the I sent a ticket a to the IT team. They haven't replied activities. yet. <laughs> oh, Nick, why do you take it there? Ooh. Just because she has the ability to do so doesn't mean she's gonna. <laughs> well, like you would. But I'm not like the CEO or acting CEO of a major corporation. But like you would. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know me. I do. <laughs> Um, we do get a cool scene when um, <clears throat> when Walter wakes up Jones, though. Because Jones wakes up and goes, oh, you get a little bit of hero worship where he's like, your teleportation thing is super cool. So glad you invented it. You're a genius. Uh, and Walter's kind of like, oh, thank you. I am. Well, no, Walter's basically like, hey, I made that thing for a reason. I locked it up for a reason. Um, you get to experience the side effects of that now. And Robert Jones is like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Met him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sign my heart? <laughs> Yeah, there's so, kind of like a look of adoration on his face when he sees yeah. Walter. Which, yeah, no, only a little bit concerning. Uh, it's good to hear that Walter is basically like, oh no, this is a bad guy. I know that. <laughs> but this is this is where this is where Fringe takes that grading point into they've hit their stride. They know what at least the remainder of season one is, and beyond that, actually. And you get a villain who's not trying to kill your main character. Yeah, yeah, like, and isn't just being like evil for evil's sake. Like, like they it does, they, they have a noble goal behind this, like, and it's just different methods. Like some would say, some would say on par with the whole Thanos thing that people decided to try and get behind after Endgame. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> um, Man, that was a whole thing on the internet. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about and it. Just, oh, it's just some people's uh, interpretations. I there was a YouTuber that Charlie and I liked that um, we oh. liked their some of their movie stuff, and then they put it. I don't want to call it out because we're disparaging yeah. it, but they put out an episode about like uh, Thanos and Infinity War specifically, and I just I stopped watching their videos after because they just got it so wrong. And I was yeah. Just like, so their understand. argument, their argument was like, no, no don't, no, don't no, go no, into no. it because okay, they'll, they'll be able, they'll be able to fine, track fine, it down. Fine. And I don't want to, don't, oh, I don't want to throw shade <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. to to something that extended people exactly, and something that okay, is infinitely fair. more popular than us right now. It's not cool. Yes, uh, yes, that as well. Fair. We don't, we won't yeah, throw no. it. Um, uh, yeah. So they, Jones is like strapped in a lab, just waking up, obviously not well, and a really good acting job. And the lights turn. She seems exhausted, and Jones is like, "You passed the test." It was Go such to a this good building. Job. She was so into it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, oh my god, that took so much mental energy out and of me. Jones is like, this building, forty seventh. Go. So, so, so they go and they start evacuating everything, and it's just the perfect setup because they're like, we be Jones, and then they walk up, and the bomb is strapped to a light board, <laughs> yep, and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> You're like, can't trick him. So You really needed to genuinely pass that test. So honestly, what I was kind of expecting out of the test um, at that point was all the lights were going to flicker off except for one, and one was going to stay on for a while, and you were going to have Peter going like, oh shit, I guess I didn't wire that one properly, and then Olivia was going to turn it off herself. Like, that was kind of what I was expecting to come out of that little spot. So then Peter's that like, would oh cool. shit. <laughs> this is so much better, in my opinion. Yes, no, this is no, way better. So like, good. this is so good. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, they, they get up to the top of the building. They're talking about evacuating everyone. And they're like, and the, the best is the little lead up of like, the, the bomb techs have said they've never seen anything like this. And you're like, oh, it's going to yeah. be some weird science bomb. Yeah. And they call Jones and Olivia's like, just like disarm the bomb. Jones like, but you know how to disarm the bomb. You just got to turn out all the lights. And she's like, I cheat. He's like, best you not cheat now. <laughs> well, Jones is like, I what knew you cheated. Think? Like, that's my favorite part. He's yeah. like, I knew it. <laughs> And so Olivia is like, hey, everyone, you need to peace the fuck out. We have two minutes. Um, n- like, not enough of the area has been evacuated. So if she doesn't mm-hmm. do this, we'll die. And she's like, okay, fuck you, Jones. And then tries to send everyone out. And Peter's like, no, I'm staying for this. Well, no. Just in case. No, no. Peter's, Peter's like, like hey. fuck this noise. We're all going to die. We've got to leave. And she, she's like, no, I'm going to keep trying because she's trying to turn lights off. And Peter's like, well, fuck this. I'm out and starts walking away. And he goes to like the elevator, clicks the elevator thing, and he can just kind of sighs and goes back. I can just imagine him at the time being like, "Well, shit, the elevator's not here. I've got like a minute left." Uh... Um, he's like, "There's I, no I way I'm gonna can... die anyways." He's like, "There's no way I can clear the dispersal pattern of this thing, so might as well see." Some, well, no. So, so my question, my question is, mind. why wouldn't you go chill in the elevator for a while? Like, you, you get the elevator yeah. open and then you stop it. No one said Peter was very smart. But we just did earlier. Yeah, he's supposed to be very smart. I don't know. He's both book and street smart, so I don't know where this failing is coming from. To be fair, I could be wrong. Maybe the powder can get in through the elevator and everything. But like, I guess you can play it off as like he wants to like, he believes in Olivia. That's what it, I think that's what it's yeah, supposed to yeah. be. We're, we're being funny. We're like, we're making fun of him for this case, but it definitely is supposed to be like a, he thought about it and then like, ah, I believe in Olivia. I'll go, yeah. I'll go support her. Just that kind of thing. fine. I'm going to succeed or die alongside her kind of deal. Yeah. And you get this scene and it's just cutting back between um, Anna Tor's face and the light board and the sound sudden, slowly gets pulled out of the scene. And then all the lights board start going out. And you're like, did Jones rig this? Or is she actually... Yep. You're like, oh shit, is he just mind gaming the mind games? Or like, you know. Because that would be 2,000. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all the lights go out with uh, two seconds to spare. And then uh, the bomb doesn't go off. Hey. And Peter's like, holy shit, how did you do that? God damn. And Olivia kind of just doesn't have an explanation. Yeah, Olivia's like, I didn't do anything, it must have been Joan. And Peter's like, no, 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 you... You stared at that light bulb really hard. You turned the lights You were out. in the zone. And it's the first time Peter isn't like, there has to be a reasonable explanation of this. He's like, no, nah, freaky science shit happens and you did it this, this time. time. it was yep. you. And I'm glad that you're on our side. Yeah. Uh, and... We then get we then get another um, really sweet scene of Astrid and Walter uh, in the lab after this is all over. Um, and Astrid just kind well, of turns... They're, yeah, they're wheeling Jones out. Yeah. She's like, she... Astrid's like she did it and Jones is like my girl yep that was weird uh, but we do get we do get the the scene right before then of Astrid turning to Walter and being like hey I didn't get to tell you that but that teleportation device pretty cool even if it does yeah, kill you it... and, and Walter's like oh no oh. it doesn't kill you I just said it did something unthinkable and you're like oh no I'm like, I'm like Walter why wouldn't you say this why wouldn't you explain Walter <laughs> It's it's basically the Harry Potter line of we could be killed or much worse expelled. 
Except because whatever it does must have been different because there's a line where Olivia and Peter are talking and uh, Olivia's like, well, I've got to go check on uh, Robert Jones because he was transferred to this hospital. And she she shows up to the hospital and then everyone's freaking out at the hospital. And she's like, oh my God, what's going on? She goes to the uh, hospital room where he's supposed to be and there's no one in the bed. And then slowly pan to the left. We just see a massive hole in the hospital <laughs> wall. Yep. That looks like the Hulk has bashed through it. What we didn't know <laughs> was like, Walter's, Walter's a device that actually pelts you with a shit ton of gamma rays, and you turn, you go green. Yeah. <laughs> but purple, like, so that we're not taking the Hulk, and it's fine. And then it pans over, and he wrote on the door, you passed. <laughs> it's like, Walter, why would you say that this happens? <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Walter knew. Walter never tested this. No, but he did. He knew something happened. You know, like, yeah, he knew you had to spend time in the decompression chamber. He knew like it would have weird effects. Like he knew enough of the theory that he wouldn't test it. Yeah, um, he never thought it would be important to let them know. Hey, it makes you a giant monster or just something. Because like, they don't show us what happened. We just see the massive hole in the wall. But uh... and then Walter's reading the manifesto, and he notices that every lowercase y in the book is kind of upset it's like right against yeah. every other letter yeah the because it was, written, off. it was written on a, a typewriter a bad typewriter. that's kind of like a, a fingerprint of a typewriter it's a pretty unique symbol conveniently um and then olivia is like kind of freaked out about the whole thing and then gets a call from Nina sharp and is like oh hey i went through our records and there was another smaller trial of cortexafan oh yeah well, At this oh where and when base. was it oh it was 1981 in jacksonville florida At this army base and you're like uh-oh <laughs> olivia's just kind of like and there's a silence and he's just like uh olivia and olivia's just like yeah thank thank you thank you so much for that information okay bye <laughs> yeah and then walter pulls out the typewriter from like that was in storage in his office mm -hmm. from his old lab that he shared with William Bell and types in word ability and very dramatic because he doesn't want it, it to be true. Yes. He hits the Y and it's the same raised and that is the yep. episode. It's a very good end. Duh, duh, duh. Oh, it was great. God, this is a good episode. It's a really good Such episode. A good episode. Um, I did notice something. So there are two things I forgot to mention uh, if we go back to it. So... Uh, while they're looking at the manuscript, or while Walter's examining it and seeing the why, I noticed one of the words was underlined. Can you underline things in a typewriter? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you got a fancy enough typewriter. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that you can do underlining in a typewriter. Like you can, David, if you can do strike throughs, you can do underline. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, Fair that's enough. My, that's, uh, my, that's what I'll say. I, I'm sure there's an underlined character and just yeah. it just... You yeah. just go back up. I'm sure there's a method. So the uh, other thing would be when uh, Olivia is speaking to the book uh, seller, the like really good secret bookseller. Uh, there's a cute moment there where the bookseller is talking to Olivia, and he's like, "Ah, I, I bet you five bucks I could guess what's on your uh, nightstand." Like I always get this right. And he mentions like a bunch of like stuff. I think one of the one of the mentions is a current issue of Bon Appetit, yes. which is this is way before it's Bon Appetit's meme status <laughs> in the internet, which I thought was an interesting thing. Oh man, it was great. <laughs> but he's he's also wrong on that. That's actually a fun scene. Yes. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, wrong. all this, and Olivia's like, oh no, I'm reading like hard science books. On top right next to my yes. gun. <laughs> which yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> right, right next to my gun um, that I carry at all times. I will say, I oh, really love that bookseller. He's great. 
Yeah, um, that was he was a good character. In, in, the notes on, <laughs> in the notes on the wiki for this, this is kind of um, it says as of this episode, Mark Valley played um, John Scott. Mark mm-hmm. Valley's name no longer appears in the opening credits. Smiley face emoticon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I I get that he was forgettable, but still, <laughs> man. I guess there's some people that are really happy that he's gone, but oof. Yeah. Uh, the glyph, or the cipher, for this episode is Olivia. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Hey, it's an Olivia-focused episode. And then, very surprised if anyone missed the in this oh, episode. Oh, dude, super on easy. Screen for two full seconds when they do point of view kind of panicky moment. Yep. The news agent. Um, but yeah, no. And then, uh, David, it's your your favorite time of the day. Uh, <laughs> you guys said I'd be... Clue. You guys said I'd be angry about this. Okay, so um, there is, from the previous episode, David, do you remember Mm -hmm. the motel from the previous episode? Absolutely not. Good. So good. (laughs) But we're going to go to that motel anyways. So in that motel, um, there is a sign that you can see. Well, yeah, the motel where Olivia and John um, do the things. Oh. Do their thing. Um, I forgot what last episode was. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, David, in that motel, there is an there is one part where um, you get Olivia staring out the window, and you catch a reflection in the window showing the motel. And then underneath the motel, there's one of those great little signs, like you know, like the ones that you've got in front of you know, you, you know it is the McDonald's <laughs> signs. Um, and guess what? It's three letters are at the top of those signs, David. I assume ZFT. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ter- oh. oh i hate it i hate it so much you're gonna hate the next one too and the one after that and most and of the them i hate them all i hate i hate- guys fringe is a bad no show. it's great i love these <laughs> guys can we stop watching no. fringe? can we just can we just move on to something else oh, and oh man it's the most upsetting is the last one that technically they did uh at the end of season one uh, uh, we'll get to that we'll get when we there. get to that. Oh, the very end one is, yeah, is stupid. Uh, the Road Not Taken one, the second to last episode. That one's great. That's a good one. I like one. that one. Yes. Yeah. That's the we, only good one. Again, we will get to it when we get yes. to it. Uh, fun facts. Just uh, talk about the reception of this episode when it first aired. Um, this came out to mixed reviews. Motherfucker. Why? Really? So, um, again, I don't know what's wrong with us, but it <laughs> got, uh, I think, 9.83 million viewers on its initial broadcast, which was second in its time slot, falling behind The Mentalist. Oh, that's fair. Um, that good hair. Yep. And it got, like, from reviewers, about uh, half of them like liked it, rating it like an 80 or above. The other rated it lower than, like, a 60 around that range so some of the main complaints were this was that people uh didn't enjoy the sort of pacing of the episode they thought it was very paced slow which i can see as a standalone episode um on the other hand people said they enjoyed it because it was getting away from the monster of the week and actually providing like backstory yeah. and a we full-on have, plot yeah we have plot now yeah there's mm-hmm. plot but there's still which very I much agree like with. this is i like this fringe yeah this was good fringe this was much better um, fringe. Yeah, so. this is this is Monster Week in service of an old exactly done well. Exactly. Well, same thing as a uh, last episode as well. The transformation where Monster of the Week was for the plot. Yeah, yeah. it just happened to be the very stupid John Scott plot. 
Hey, that's over. But, that's over. Um, so, other fun fact um, from this. Um, hey, remember when Olivia refers uh, to the teleportation and she's like, yeah, no, David Robert Jones escaped and Star Trek himself oh, out yeah. of prison. Um, <laughs> that was a great reference. Guess, guess when the Star, the, the, the Star Trek movie was, was released? The, like, Ooh, the J.J. Abrams the, Star yeah, Trek reboot? Um, I assume relatively close to this. This episode came out February 10th, 2009. The for that Star Trek movie came out May eighth, two thousand nine. Oh, that's and very most, close. Most of creative writers on wrote that Star Trek, Star Trek. movie, which oh makes man, sense. Great makes movie. sense. Uh, love that movie. <laughs> I I agree. I enjoyed the first Star Trek movie. It was good. I, I think. I think it also helps that it, I don't think we were both big fans of the original no, series. No, um, like, I apologize. I've definitely watched. <laughs> I'm definitely a fan of it, but I'm not the hugest uh, trekker. I apologize. So, I, know I know I'm unclean, but... <laughs> yeah. One of our mutual friends is a huge fan of Star Trek, and they didn't enjoy the new movie series that That's much. Fair. Which I can understand fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the first reboot is a fun, fast-paced action movie. We mm-hmm. don't talk about um, Into Darkness, because that's, that's fan fiction. <laughs> That movie we should is... talk about it purely because of the Wikipedia edit war. Yes. That's Beyond the only is to talk about that movie. Beyond is a super fun movie. Yes. I really enjoyed Star Trek Beyond. Um but yeah. All right. Um, ratings. Let's get to ratings then. What do you guys uh, think? Four and a half of five. Damn. Really? I think that's I your really, highest rating yet. I really enjoy this episode. It is a great episode. Um definitely one of the top of this of this season. Um it's I think, like yeah. I do a four nightmare, out of five. Nightmare fringe stuff. Again, I love the actor who plays David Robert Jones, so mm-hmm points for that uh, i i, I like the pacing i'm gonna have to agree with you probably like a four and a half which is strange because i was originally going towards the four but honestly the one scene where you've almost got the feeling of the turning point of olivia olivia grabbing that box that brings it up for me um yeah because it that that feels really like cool. a turning point in the season yeah mm-hmm. in the show <sighs> i think also getting the backstory for what zft is and like why you're doing what they're doing and what the yeah. overall like because now we understand, like, it's been assumed ZFT's been behind the pattern, but no one's really known why they've been doing it. And now suddenly, yeah. we know why the pattern has been happening, why they've been doing these tests. It's all to serve this big plot idea they've had. Yeah. So. so in one episode, without overwhelming you with information, they've established Olivia may or may not have psychic powers due to a drug performed on her by William Bell. Mm-hmm. ZFT has ties to probably both William Bell and Walter, because they use the typewriter in Walter's office. <clears throat> Um, they also knew about the teleportation device Walter made, like. Yeah. And they knew how to operate it, so obviously they have some connection yeah. there. Uh, we get resolution on, or some continuation on on David Robert Jones' escape and his goals invasions and why they wanted to live. And you get introduced to a villain that doesn't want bad things to happen? He's He's willing to make bad things happen, but is doing it in the name of his cause, which, when you hear about it, sounds just. Yeah is technically yeah. the saving of our universe or their universe yes, in his yeah. mind it is, is a good thing it's yeah. complex yes. and it's great and they would all in one episode and i love it and this is like i think if you did like hey i want to accelerate and give me the highlights it's like watch this handful of season one episodes and then start here and then watch all the way yes down. well you would probably just give them the john scott storyline and then anything related to david robert jones like that's, no, no, that's I, what you would show them i cut out the john scott storyline <laughs> Oh, really? You kind of have over... to do the John Scott no, storyline. No, you don't. No, you don't, because it's dropped forever. It never comes up again. 
Does it not? I don't know these things, Charlie. No, legitimately, that is the last time I believe you. I can't wait for you to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, you look real bad about these things. Specifically John Scott things. <laughs> well, also the Harris thing. Yeah. Charlie was the one who, who didn't I was wrong Harris. on one thing. <laughs> on the internet, they'll call it yeah, no. one day. Or for everyone, Charlie. Oh, man, and then we followed up with Inner Child. Damn, that's also a good episode. But we'll get there next time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, David, what's your uh, what's your rating? Oh, oh you said, uh, oh, I you said, said it. it. Four. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for that dude on Reddit who messaged Charlie. That means there is someone listening, which is crazy. <laughs> awesome. So I don't have to do our usual begging for listeners. But also, thing. please do. <laughs> please do. Um, again, you can you can always reach us on Twitter at Forsaf. Uh, there is now a tweet there talking about if we get followers, we'll do things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to ever happen, but okay. Nah, man, it's going to happen. Um, I can't wait to, I can't <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> you can also reach us uh, uh, on Gmail or email at, at forsaf at gmail.com, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F at gmail.com. And give us a like or review on whatever podcatcher you use. Thank you so much, guys. And outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.